Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talent Brothers Podcast. My name is Nathan Talon, and with me today is, of course, my brother. Uh, my name is Nick Talon. And for the first episode of the podcast, I decided we should touch on the Oscars before they premiere on uh, Sunday and go through, kind of discuss what each category, what we think the winners would be in each category, and kind of what we hope will win as well as what we think will win. Yeah, it was a good year for movies. I'd say that the Best Picture ones didn't wow me as much as they did last year, but that being said, there's still incredible movies out there, and I'm really happy that I was able to see, I'd say, about 95% of them. Yeah, so uh, nobody in the comments can be like, why didn't you see this movie if you're going to discuss it? Because we yeah, have pretty much seen all of them this the, time. The hatred comments uh, from last year's podcast definitely uh, told me to step up my game a little bit and go see all of them this year, so... Even though the Academy doesn't even do that. So, so yeah. Um, but pretty much how it's going to work is we're just going to run through some of the categories, the ones that stand out to us, and we're going to just touch on, like I said, what we w think is going to win and what we also want to win. So um, let's start off with uh, cinematography. We have the nominees are uh, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Yeah, and I've seen all of these, and... Um if you know me in real life, you know where I'm swaying for this one, um, and that is for Roger Deakins to win his first ever Academy Award for this uh, for this showing that he had with Blade Runner 2049. Um, I absolutely admire his work. I think he is a master at what he does. Um, that being said, though, all of them in this category are incredible. Um, Mudbound, it looks beautiful. The Shape of Water was definitely one that I was like, Deacons has some company. That's what I was saying after I saw that. Dunkirk, I mean, come on. And uh, Darkest Hour. I'd say Darkest Hour was probably the weakest one just because um, I had to do – it didn't have to do as much as the other ones, which I guess is unfair to say. But anyway, that being said, I have Deacons winning this one with Blade Runner 2049 for cinematography. Yeah, I think – I want Deacons to win. I think he might because he took the um, ASC award or whatever. The B BSC award. Okay. And um, But like always, whenever Deacons is nominated, he comes up against people that are having career-defining movies. And I wouldn't be surprised if he loses, but I'm really hoping he pulls away with this one because Blade Runner was every frame was just... Yeah, I, I my mouth was wide open the whole movie just because of how blown away I was with... Um, not only visually too, like the audio and everything. It was just that's my favorite movie on the year, and um, which we'll talk about when we get the best picture. How depressed I am about that. But as far as cinematography goes, I don't think that there's anyone that did a better job, and that's why the award is handed out to the person who does the best job. Um, next up we have visual effects. Uh, the nominees are Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two. Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and of course War for the Planet of the Apes. This one, um, I'm kind of unsure on it. Like nothing, none of them really stuck out. I mean, they're what they are. You know what I mean? Like Guardians was really good. I'm pretty sure most of that movie was CG. So I, it looked good to me as far as I remember. I saw that about seven, eight months ago. So um, it's kind of hard to remember that. But... Kong Skull Island was good. Uh, Star Wars, of course. I think I I can't remember what I put on my first ballot I filled out for this, but I think I may go uh, War for the Planet of the Apes with this one just because of the mocap structure and everything like that. Andy Serkis killing it um, as Caesar. And 
I just remember that movie standing out as far as how real the apes looked, which the movie is about. So, yeah, I think um, War will take it. Um, Blade Runner is also a cool contender. Um, Guardians kind of look cheap some of the times, but that's because Marvel movies have been rushing these out, you know, so they have less time to truly uh, refine the CG, and that's fine. Kong. Kong look cool, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars is always great. So, like, I think it's just between uh, Planet of the Apes and Star Wars. Wouldn't be surprised, though, if Blade Runner swept and got it. But Yeah, just because I feel bad that it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No. Uh, but I think War also has, like, the whole trilogy effect where it's the last one in the trilogy. So it's, like, maybe recognition for the whole series. You never know. Yeah, I could see that happening. I for sure could. But that being said, yeah, I got Apes winning. Me too. Uh, next up, we have Sound Mixing, uh, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm feeling pretty good. I've seen I've seen all of these so far. Um, for this one, I, I mean, I just don't understand how this couldn't win. I'm going with Dunkirk on this. It's a war movie. Um, I know that when me and you saw it uh, with Dolby Atmos down in Florida when we went there, I just remember... Um, Adobe Atmos and like it, it sounded like I was getting shot at and how good the sound was. Um, that's why I'm gonna go with sound mixing on that. The, then again, you know, Star Wars, it's just so complex with the sound in those mm-hmm. movies. But I really want Dunkirk to win something, I really do because Christopher Nolan, I feel like he gets hated. I mean, everyone loves him, but there's always that select few that hate on him, and I just want to see his, his movies succeed in some way, uh, whenever he makes one, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. War movies are usually like a good guess, like for these type of awards. Um, of course, Star Wars is a war movie as well, and Star Wars usually kills it with sound. So that's, I just think it's between Star Wars and Dunkirk, Blade Runner. Blade sure. Runner, Blade Runner was really good, but um, yeah, Blade Runner was really good too. I don't know those those for me. I feel like I'm not. I'm taking classes on this stuff, but I still don't feel like I'm as educated to, I'm not as qualified to say what should win on these. Like I've seen all the movies and I know what had good sound and what didn't, but as far as what made one better than the other, is kind of a weird line for me. I don't know, that's why I'm kind of giving the nudge to Dunkirk is because sound is such a big part of that movie when it comes to just the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, there's There's very little dialogue. It's all visual and um, basically sound effects. And everyone sounds really, Everything sounds really realistic. I feel like that's important when it comes to mixing it. Yeah, so. gr- great soundscape, I would say, if you want to get as pretentious as possible. Okay, uh, next up is sound editing. Nominees, Blade, Run- uh, Blade Runner 2049, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm going with Baby Driver on this one because it's the whole movie is edited to sound, so I think it will take well, – I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I think it's going to take sound editing and normal editing. I completely, I completely understand why you would say Baby Driver for that. And I was actually leaning that way until about 25 seconds ago when I was thinking about how hard it would be to edit sound in a movie like Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk wipes the board with uh, sound, Is I mean, besides score and stuff like that. But sound mixing, sound editing, I think I'm going to give them both a Dunkirk just because of 
um, how I felt like I was actually getting shot at, shot at in theaters, and I can't even imagine how hard it is to sit down and create something like that and make sure it's coherent. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, once again, war movies are usually um, pretty pretty safe are guesses. Saying, are you saying sound. that safe guessing over here? Yeah, but that's okay. I'm 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 not guessing. Yeah, I guess all these are guesses. Anyway, um, that completely discredited our podcast. Next, um, animated feature film. Nominees. I don't think that there's any reason to believe anything else would win, but go ahead. Uh, the the baby boss says it on here, even though it's boss baby. Oh, CNN fake news, huh? CNN yeah. printed ballot. The breadwinner, which looked cool. Yeah, it did. That was some sort of different animation that I've never seen. Uh, Coco. Winner. Ferdinand. John Cena. Loving Vincent. Vincent. Uh, that one is just, I respect it for what it, I've heard that the movie isn't that great, but just knowing what it is may, helps that one out a little bit, and I can but, respect that. Have not seen that one. That's one I have not seen. Yeah, but the visuals in Loving Vincent would be the reason why it would run away with it. But then you have something like Coco that has the visuals and the story and yep. the substance yep. to back it up. Coco is going to win. It's one of Pixar's best. Pixar usually always wins, so how could it not, you know? Yeah, I think that's – if you're going to be betting in Vegas, you'll get the lowest return on that one. That one is probably almost like a lock at this point as far as betting on it goes. Um, I'd say one thing I do want to touch on in this category is um, I feel like the Academy has something out for it when it comes to the Lego movie. Yeah, because yeah. Lego Batman was definitely better than Boss Baby, and yet Boss Baby's nominated. I'd even say it's better than Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because the Lego movie, when it, when that one came out, that's a great People movie. People thought it was a lock to win Best Animated yeah, Movie. Yeah, and it wasn't even nominated. It wasn't nominated. Right? little Nightcrawler action, huh? With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I isn't guess that, so. Isn't that what happened with that one, too? I don't know. Some people thought he would win Best Actor, but he wasn't nominated. I mean, what are you going to do? Coco wins this one. If it doesn't, that would be like with that would be worse than, uh, I feel like, what happened last year with the Best Picture flub if Coco lost this one. Uh, yeah, Coco is one of Pixar's best. So, Next up is uh, Production Design. The nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, The Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. They're they're all really incredible. They truly are. But the one movie that I felt, um, I mean, yeah, Blade Runner, it looks like Blade Runner, the original. It, lo- it follows that same world, which I still do respect. They're all incredible. But The Shape of Water, for me, truly built a world of its own that I enjoyed a lot. It looked beautiful. The sets were incredible. Um, and that's why Shape of Water has my uh, my victory for production design. Yeah, I think it just boils down to Blade Runner and Shape of Water. I'm going to go with Blade Runner because it was a little bit more interesting to me, but still very good production on both of these movies. Yeah, and I, I love The Shape of Water, too. It was, good. It was a good movie. Um, that being said, it's my, it's my, uh, my winner. Safe pick. Uh, next up is original song. We have Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up For Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Only one I haven't heard is Stand Up For Something, which I'll have to look up. Um, but for me, I don't know about you, for me, it's between Remember Me and Mystery of Love. Uh-huh, I agree. 
Uh, I don't think Mystery of Love will get any any love. I don't think I it think will. it'll win. You think so? Mm-hmm. I hope it wins. I'm gonna go with Mystery of Love for my win. Um, Coco is easy. That's a great song, and it's a Pixar movie. It's very memorable. I could see that winning. But then again, this is me almost had like the La La Land effect where it was a song that you could easily, easily listen to outside of the movie, which, I mean, if you're a movie lover, you can do that for any score or song. But I feel like that one was just, it was more mainstream, I'll say. It was more mainstream music. Yeah, and it kind of depends on what um, they kind of vote for. If it was like, this is the best song to come out of a movie or like, is this the best song to fit the movie and all that stuff? I don't know. I don't know how they decide this one because I guarantee that a lot of the Academy hasn't even listened to those either. But I'm going to go with Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Me too. I think that the power, the, the whole movie, um, whenever a song like that from, uh, I believe it's Suf- Sufjan Stevens. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. But whenever one of his songs come in, you know you're about to get punched in the face with emotion. And that's what I love about it. He also had the song uh, Visions of Gideon that plays at the end of the movie. And wow. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, wow. I went to his Spotify right after the movie and downloaded pretty much all of his music. It's incredible. Um, and that's why it wins for me. Just the the, sh- the sheer power it had behind it. That's, that's what it dictates for me. All right. Moving on to original score. Nominees are Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. This one's interesting. Um, Dunkirk's good with Hans. That's not going to win. It's not going to win. I know it's not going to win, but it's good. It's between uh, Shape of Water and Phantom Thread in yeah, my Yeah, and I like Phantom Thread was very memorable. Shape of Water, it fit perfectly. It did. Uh, love that one, too. This one's kind of a toss-up. It's a coin flip for me on this one. You know, did John Williams do Star Wars this year? Of course. He's just a legend. But, he won't win. But, yeah, like like what you said earlier with cinematographers, it's always like the greatest ones that whenever they get nominated, they're going up against people that are having their best year of their life, even though these people have sustained mastery. Um, I just think personally that Shape of Water will probably win. Yeah. It's nominated for 13 things. This is going to be one of the ones that it wins The technical in. stuff. Phantom Thread, personally, I think has a better score. Mm-hmm. But I the agree. way Shape of Waters sounds, I can just see that winning. Because like Phantom Thread, you almost don't even notice it. It flows so well with the movie. Um, Shape of Water, you definitely hear it, and it matches the French kind of fairy tale style or whatever they were going yeah. for. It matches that perfectly. It's, yeah, it's for me, it's a coin flip between Phantom Thread and The Shape of Water, but obviously that isn't what this is about. It's not about coin flips. I'm going to go with Shape of Water for the victory here. I take it back. I'm going to do Phantom Thread. I'm going to go with Shape of Water. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'll go Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see what happens on that one. Um uh, next up, we have film editing, uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Baby Driver. Or, I agree. Or Dunkirk. Dunkirk would be the one that maybe would mm, sweep in. Yeah, because of the three, because the three timelines. the three timelines going at once, and they somehow match up in the end. But Baby Driver was set to music. It's like literally a two-hour music video with a coherent story fit in. That's a tough task to to handle and um i, I mean God every bless time it, i don't know his name i do not know that editor's name but i know that he edited a lot of it live mm. which is incredible to me to even think about 
Um, so yeah, I have Baby Driver winning this one. Um, I haven't been keeping track. Have we said the same people for the for the, the all the predictions? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say Baby Driver as well because pretty much every time Edgar Wright's nominated for something, I think that uh, he, he deserves a win for the editing. At least what I mean is the editing for his movies because the editing is insane. Yes, it's very good, very good. So yeah, Baby Driver for sure. Um, it's just some people would argue. I would I'd say it's one of those movies that doesn't really ever slow down. I mean. It, it, it pumps the brakes a little bit, but that movie's full speed ahead, and there's a lot of editing, a lot of cuts, a lot of stylization that goes into an Edgar Wright movie in general. So, Okay, next up we have uh, costume design, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. have never heard of that one. Me either. Interesting. Um, for this one, I can see why you'd say Darkest Hour. I think that's what you're going to say. I'm going to say Phantom Thread because Phantom the whole movie Thread. is about designing dresses and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go Beauty and the Beast on this one. All right. It had to it had to fit a certain mold. So did Phantom So does every movie in this category. <laughs> that's a cop out. I'd say I'm going Beauty and the Beast. People knew what it was. You have to morph animation into live action. And I think that's a tough task, especially with how elaborate Pixar movies are. I don't know why you brought up Pixar when it was Disney animation. Disney animation. Same thing. Joking. Dislike this video if you uh, listened this far. I think Phantom Thread is a clear winner here. And uh, if it doesn't win, I'd be surprised. I understand why you're saying that because the whole movie rev- uh, revolves around it. But, I mean, it's just basic clothing. Wrong. The whole movie Wrong. sucks. No, I'm kidding. Wrong. All right. Makeup and hairstyling. We have Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul and Wonder. Darkest Hour wins. Probably another one of the ones that's like. For what is it? Makeup and oh, hairstyling. Yeah. The way they made uh, Gary Oldman look, I don't think that there's really a question. Um, it also scares me too because I think that the makeup may be the only reason Gary Oldman wins Best Actor. I'm kidding. That's too far. It yeah. might be because he's a good actor, but yeah, we'll I'm get joking. to that. We will touch on that. I mean, easy category, Darkest Hour is probably going to win this one. Yeah, I agree on that one. All right, adapted screenplay. We have Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Cool to see Logan get a shout-out. Don't think it has a chance of winning. Cool to see Mudbound get a shout-out. Didn't get too much love. Yeah, which Great movie. Great movie. I heard nothing but yeah. good things. Also, Motley's game. I think this is the only thing it's nominated for. Yeah, it's but Aaron it makes Sorkin. sense because yeah, it's, it's a screenplay. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, "Call Me by Your Name" on this one. Me too. God, stop agreeing with me. Darkest. I mean, um, the de- the disaster, disaster artist, artist was... might swing in, but I think "Call Me by Your Name" is gonna win that one. I agree. I agree with that one. Yes. Original screenplay. We have "The Big Sick," "Get Out," "Lady Bird," "The Shape of Water," and three billboards. I'm going Get Out. I don't think Get Out will uh, – I loved Get Out, and I'm rooting for it. But I truly don't think Get Out will win any other award besides this one. When we talk about original and original screenplay, Get Out should win. But I think Three Billboards is going to win just because of the fast-paced nature and how all the dialogue played off of each other. I know it doesn't truly uh, matter in a sense, but I've, I I heard something that The Shape of Water is being sued by some no, small it, play, yeah, right, or matter. something. But th- would that affect original screenplay? No. Also, I don't think 
They are. I think one to... of the weakest parts of Shape of Water is its screenplay. So, whoa, because the third act yeah. falls apart in my eyes. I understand people love it, but oh, it, it is a good movie. But I, I can understand why you'd say that. All right, what's next? Uh, directing, we have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for uh, Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. Now, this one awesome is... Awesome to see Jordan Peele nominated for his first movie. Same thing with Greta Gerwig, and I think Greta Gerwig will win. Uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro what a is stack. also going to probably have a chance at winning as well. What a stacked category, truly. Mm-hmm. Once again, Christopher Nolan came out. Uh, gave him another great movie that will just add to his collection of great movies. Which is basically a showcase of his directing skill, but once again, nominated in a category where people are having an insane year. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has been winning all the awards for directing, so I think he'll probably win, but I want Greta Gerwig to win, and I think the Oscars are going to throw a curveball and give it to her. Lady Bird is one of the most naturally feeling movies I've seen, and it's real. It's, it's part it's, of it. It's, it's part of part of it is her. Yeah, direction. I'd say that in the Florida Project this year, um, the most honest movies I've seen in a long time. Manchester by the Sea last year was one of those that was just felt like you're watching someone's life play out, and I think that's what was so challenging for Greta Gerwig. Um, um, but and like something interesting about Greta Gerwig is like she like grew up in Sacramento where it takes place and all this stuff, so you can feel the connection that she has, and it's almost like you're kind of like, I don't know if it's necessarily an autobiographical film, but you definitely feel that connection in it, and you can tell that it was made by someone who loves um, the story, what they're trying to tell. Also, Jordan Peele get out amazing directorial debut. Incredible. I mean, if you direct a movie, that's an Oscar. Uh, contender for being a horror movie that's already a feat in a, of its own and jordan peele did that and um can't wait to see God, what he yeah, comes what out a, with honestly I mean, what a stacked category for there. greta gerwig and jordan peele it must be insane to be in the same category as pt anderson guillermo del toro and christopher nolan for their first movies their directorial debuts god it's such a cop-out i truly it's between three for me it's between get out lady bird and the shape of water jordan um, peele won't win i i think it was cool for it to get noms. I don't think it's going to win any. If anything, it's going to win original screenplay. But I think, yeah, we already touched on that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Guillermo del Toro on this one. And I'm going to go with Greta. I think that, yeah, and you know what? Greta is incredible. And I would, I honestly want her to win. But the thing with Guillermo del Toro is this it is It was such like, a labor of love. Yeah, this is like his, his passion is monsters. He created a really good movie. Um, he's winning all the awards. Um, I think it's just falling in line for him because of the respect that the Academy and the Academy is his peers have for him. I think that's why he'll win. Greta Gerwig, Jordan Peele, Christopher Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson, all incredible directors. But I just think Guillermo del Toro is getting his uh, his his money's worth with through his peers. I think that they're gonna just they respect him so much. I agree. That They'll give him the love that he he deserves. I, I think he deserves it. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's a he's a great guy, too. So it's good to have a good face up there winning, you know? Even though he stole it from a playwright in France. No, Not true. All right. Uh, s- a supporting actor, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. I just want to come out and say Richard Jenkins... 
incredible mm-hmm. incredible i saw him i was like hey that's the dad from Step Brothers, and then his performance was amazing um don't think he'll win i would Won't love win. straight up i'd love to see Willem defoe win not a chance in the world sam rockwell wins he did give a, a awesome performance and it's about time he gets some recognition yeah yeah i agree and um I just the Florida Project was kind of it wasn't slept on because everyone's saying hey this should be nominated but it was slept on by the by the Academy. It was I a agree. beautiful movie, um, and Willem Dafoe plays the last a part minute, that I believe the last minute of that movie, whack. But everything so? yeah, but everything else is good, especially Willem Dafoe. Yeah, insane like, performance. It, it's believable. I I when I see him in that movie, he sells me. He sells to me. I that was like, he hey, that's the Green Goblin. But I think oh, Sam Rockwell's yeah, Sam Rockwell wins. Um, I think that's what it will be. I think that's a close lock, too. I think it is. I think everyone's been talking about three billboards so much. And he gives, dare I say, tied with first best performance in that movie. Yeah, I mean, both up, the yeah. leads, like, and, well, the lead and the supporting. And although I don't think, which we'll touch on, I don't think it's the best movie of the year, those two performances that I think should be recognized. All right, let's touch on supporting actress. We have Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, uh, Lori Metcalf. I don't know how to say her last name. Metcalf. Calf. Metcalf. Uh, I, don't and I don't know. For Lady Bird, which is, God, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Honestly, toss-up between uh, Allison Janney and Lori Metcalf. Uh, yeah, well, Mary J. Blige is... She was incredible in Mudbound. She plays a role so perfectly that I was like, "Who's this? Who's this actress?" I was like, "Who is this? I, have I seen any of the, any other movie she's in?" I look it up. It's freaking Mary J. Blige. <laughs> like I'm like, "What the?" It was really. It was a really good performance. That being said, happy it got nominated for a couple things. Should have been nominated for more, but I do not think it will win this category. I'm going with Lori Metcalf. Metcalf would love, would love to see her win. It's just na- it's natural. Like act. Acting is supposed to feel natural in some sense, and I, I literally felt like, like I, she was the mom of freaking Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha. Yeah, I thought that she was her mom. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it kind of like I kind of got the same vibes as I did with Manchester by the Sea, where it was like very natural, and the way their relationship played out was perfect. Great chemistry. But you can't sleep on Alice and Janney for I Tanya because that was incredible. Incredible. She's like in the movie for maybe twenty minutes total, but like, great. I'm gonna be going with uh, Lori Metcalf on this one. Yeah, I'll probably go with that too. Uh, on to leading actor, Timothee or Timothy Chalamet for uh, Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. So just to get the conspiracies out of the way, I think Denzel truly was nominated uh, in this category because there is that scandal with James Franco. I thought James Franco would uh, fill in there nicely, and it actually makes sense. Uh, That being said, Denzel is Academy royalty. Um, I feel like he got the nod. I mean, he he did give a good performance, but um, I don't think it's on the same level as the other people in the category. Uh, Gary Oldman, incredible, even though the movie for me fell off in the second second half of it. Daniel Kaluuya, amazing. 
amazing. Don't think it's best actor type stuff, but I remember sitting in the theater on opening night for Get Out. There's no one in the theater except our little group we had for Nate's birthday here and just being blown away. Thought he was American. Accent perfect, by the way. Mm-hmm. I thought he was American. Looked it up. Uh, where is he from? Is he f- uh, uh, London. Britain. London. Yeah, he's, he's Britain. So uh, he's British. So that was kind of cool. Daniel Day-Lewis, legend. Incredible on Phantom Thread. That being said, Timothy Chalamet is my winner for best actor. Incredible performance. Do I think he'll win? Hell no. But the whole thing with this is what I would want to win and what I think has a chance. And I'm going with Timothy Chalamet. He sold me on the whole movie. He did. Timothy. Okay. Gary Oldman's going to – I'm just going to get it out there. Gary Oldman will win for his legacy for uh, amazing performance in this movie, transformative role. But in my eyes, if if I was choosing best actor for the year – I choose Timothy Chalamet. Incredible. We're talking about realistic performances here. And, and there's it was... two scenes that stick out that hopefully they play one of them during his highlights, just so everyone in the crowd that didn't see the movie, the small, uh, what is it, Sony Pictures Classics studio film. Uh, hopefully he – I'm just happy he's getting recognition for it. And I think Army Hammer – And I mean, sh- it, I think incre- Army Hammer should have been nominated I mean, too. look at the people that he's with. How old is he? 21, 22? Yeah, he's like my age. He's that's, 21, that's, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's got he's got talent, man. Um, that being said, I agree. Gary Oldman will I don't I'm not going to say that as my guess. I'm going to go I'm still going to go with Timothy Chalamet, but if I'm being a realist, Gary Oldman will win. His whole career has been legendary. He put in a really a really really He's really done good his waiting. performance. Yes. And he'll probably win for that. And the way I'm sure the Academy looks at it is, look, hey, Timothy Chalamet, wait in line. You're only 21. You'll yeah. probably get a couple more nods mm-hmm. unless he dies. That's what I'm worried about. No, I'm he kidding. Will. No, but, like, that's the sad thing is that they do have, like, these this thinking yes, about yeah. it instead of just giving it to the thing just that they do. Give, give it to the best. But they I don't. don't ki- I don't care. And there's behind-the-scenes like, stuff. But even that, saying saying that, Gary Oldman, still an amazing performance oh, and yeah. will definitely win. Yeah. 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 On to leading actress. Yeah. We have Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Frances McDermott in uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, and Lady Bird, and, of course, Meryl Streep for The Post. Let's go ahead and agree on uh, this one as well because we've agreed on pretty much everything else. Frances McDormand, um, it's a lock for me. Everyone else, really great, but I don't think it's close in this one. She's a strong female lead that carries that whole movie to why people like it, truly. Yeah, she wins. It's a lock. Go ahead and bet on that in Vegas, um, I'd say. That one's pretty easy. Insane performance. All right. And finally, personally, the hardest category, best picture. Yeah, and I I know who I want to win. Um, And I'm sure you guys, if you're still listening – listening right now i'm sure you can maybe guess what we think it is um but at the same time when we're watching on sunday when they're getting ready to go up there and they're gonna call best picture you can say that you know all you want but i truly don't know what's gonna be in that i don't know what it's gonna be in that envelope i don't know um let's go ahead let's go ahead and list off the nominees real quick yeah go ahead best picture uh the post the shape of water three billboards outside ebbing missouri call me by your name 
Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, and Phantom Thread. Incredible. Awesome, awesome to see Get Out up there. Won't win. Awesome. That's my dark horse. I want, I want it to win. It <laughs> like I would be ecstatic if it won. Um, my call. I'm just gonna come out and say it. My best pictures. Call me by your name. Yep. It was out of all those movies. It was the one that uh, was the most memorable to me. I I thought it was a great story. Um, one of those natural feeling movies, kind of like uh, Lady Bird and Manchester by the Sea. All those. Um, Probably my favorites out of them. Yeah, it's, it's my get favorite. Out, get Out, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird are the ones that I really enjoy the most out of all of them. Here's the thing. Half this podcast, we've been listing off who we think will win. Um, but then when we started hitting the home stretch, we started talking about who we want to win. And uh, this is one of those ones where it's like, I want Call Me By Your Name to win. But I have to realize that it probably won't. It, I mean, it won't probably. But then again... It's the Academy. I don't know. I know what will win. And it's going to be between three, billbo- three billboards or The Shape of Water. Which I, I like three billboards, but you go ahead, hate me in the comments. I don't care. I don't think it's the best movie of the year. And to be quite frank, ready for this one, guys? Hot take. I think that three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, out of the best picture category, uh, is the second worst one in front of The Darkest Hour. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're and all good movies. They're, oh, they're all good. That. They're all good. But I, I you just, liked it the least out. Yeah, of Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. That's a good way to put it. I just. I don't get it. And it's not your style of movie. And I guess so. But um, that being said, I don't know what they're gonna call on Sunday. We'll see. I'm actually kind of excited to see what happens. Wouldn't be mad with a lot of them. Actually, I. You know what? I'll even say I don't. I won't be mad if any of these win. I'll be mad if The Post or Darkest Hour win. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't even know why Darkest Hour is up there. Because of the it, performance. That movie, just a quick little tangent, that movie is pretty fast-paced the first half of the movie, and then when you think the movie would be speeding up even more during the Battle of Dunkirk and the evacuation and all that stuff, it slows down. It pumps on the brakes. I don't know if that was a, a creative decision in editing or something, but... It took me out of it. It was almost like, give me a pillow and blanket type stuff. I want to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm going to say, when it gets down to it, Shape of Water does have the most nominations out of anyone in this category. That means nothing. Yes, but maybe they learned their lesson. There is no lesson. I'm gonna they say, do whatever they want. I'm going to say it would look cool... To have some uh, fish sex movie win Best Picture. They haven't done well, it yet. What is it called? Furries? What is, is that yeah, what that is? But it's a little different than what happens in the movie. Yeah, it's, I have no idea. What happens well, in the movie is bestiality. But at the end of the day. But is it? But at the. Yeah, based on. <laughs> I don't want to get on a tangent in Shape of Water because I like the movie up until a certain point. I don't I like want to spoil movie. it for anyone that hasn't seen it. I like the movie all the way through. There's just one major part that literally, it was the hardest and people knock think, against people it. Think, yeah. uh, people think the part that I'm talking about is going to be the relationship that blossoms between um, this woman and the fish person, but that's not. That's not at all. So anyways, uh, I just think that... Uh, 
Ooh, this is hard. And it's not even hard between all of them. It's hard between The Shape of Water and Three Billboards. Which one's going to win? That hurts. And I'm going to say Three Billboards Outside of Missouri will win Best Picture. I just don't get it. I... I don't know. And uh, I, I love know. the movie, so I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I think they're all great. Uh, there's just two in my mind that I don't know why they would win. And it's three billboards in uh, The Darkest Hour. Yikes. Okay, well, anyways. Um, Thank you for it's listening. Gonna be, it's going to be a yeah. fun Oscars. I would love to see Timothy walk away with it, but I know Gary Oldman will. But it's cool to see that it was a strong year for movies. Except for the animated feature film category, I don't know what went wrong there, but um, this year I'll rebound a little bit. Yeah, I'd say I think so. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of the Talent Brothers podcast. We're gonna start producing more content, hopefully on this channel. Talk to yes. Nick if you're mad. A uh, little hiatus for you, coming right back at you with about an hour long podcast. Uh, leave your thoughts in the comment section, which I'm sure you guys will be really excited to do. And uh, yeah, oh, it'll be a fun Oscar Sunday. Super excited to see who wins, see if the Academy messes up anything else this year. Um, and we'll go ahead and see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening to us, and we'll be back next time. Yeah, this has been the Talon Brother Podcast.